0: Welcome to Yoga Wisdom. Questions about how to live your yoga in daily life answered by Integral Yoga founder, Sri Swami Sachidananda. Talk about the silence. something really <clears throat> to talk about the silence. That's how we do things, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like I don't have a tongue to talk to you. Hmm? Self-contradiction. Hmm? Well, the silence is always there in us. There is an eternal, silent entity within us all. And that's what you call silent witness, not uh, Silent witness, somebody talked about, in the political realm. (coughs) The scriptures talk about that as shakshithvam. I am the eternal witness. That is the light in you. Or the self in you or the Atman. It doesn't talk, doesn't do anything, but it is. And that's what you call God. It is in our own limitations, we say God did this, did that, blessed me, or punished me, God never blesses or punishes. He does nothing. But with all that we say God created, the world, God sustains, and God dissolves again. So, what is true? Does he do something or does he not do anything? Both are right. In different levels, if you can understand the absolute condition of yourself or the Paramatma, the Supreme Self, it does nothing. Akartha, bhokta, the scriptures say. He neither does anything, nor enjoys anything, nor condemns anything. It is. That's what we saw in the Bible also. Even though God loves, God is all merciful. But when Moses went into the mountains wanting to see God, or listen to God, God seemed to have spoken to him, and he questioned, who is that talking to me? God didn't answer that, I am the one who is talking to you. Hmm? Instead, what did he say? Just I am. Hmm? He didn't even say, I am the one who is talking to you. Hmm? I am. Hmm? That means God is. That's it. God is. It is there. Not doing anything, but we make him do things, and we tell, we think that he is doing, because if he doesn't do anything, he is of no use to us. So God has to come down to our level and start doing things. Then that creates a lot of problem also to him. God is not always comfortable in doing things. How often we see temples have all the services, festivals, worships and all of a sudden they get locked up. when you come down to the level of doing things, then there is a time for undoing also. The duality comes there. And that's what we see as God in the duality world. So we have to accept it that way. Because that God is philosophy is no good for us. We cannot eh, understand it in our level. Only when we raise to a certain level when we experience it. Not even understanding, we experience it. So until that experience comes, until one grows up to that level, and as long as one lives in the dual state, Dvaita state, there is Good, bad, negative, positive, should do, should not do, all those things come in. The great Acharya Shankara puts it in this way as two different truths. One truth is Paramartika Truth, the Absolute. The Supreme or the Divine Truth, where there is no doing. It is, that's all. But the another truth is Laukika Truth. Laukika connected with the world where we live in. So as long as we live in the Laukika world, We have to accept the lavikika world and that absolute truth will not even be of very much use for us. Or even, we are not even fit to talk about that. So, let us forget about that silence. Hmm? Start from our level. And when we come to that ground level, it's well grounded, we say. When we come to that level, then we have certain responsibilities, certain relations, certain things to do, certain things not to do. That's where the laws, even universal laws come to. Like the Patanjali talking about yama-niyama, the universal laws. Even that comes under this category of duality. So all our scriptures, all our advices from the scriptures are of this level, worldly level, and when we have any doubt, we refer to the scriptures and see whether we go with that or not. All our practices are of this level. When you are ready to experience that higher truth All these practices are no use to us. Or they just drop out. It's almost like uh, to give a simple example. A fruit, as long as it is raw, it has to stick to the tree. That's how it grows. And then once It has grown enough, matured enough, riped. What happens? It drops. That's what. At that time, the fruit doesn't need the tree anymore. It has ripened enough. Likewise, we are all fruits. Still small ones, half-ripe, semi, three-quarter ripe. Nobody can ever say, living in the world, I am fully ripe. Hmm? Because if you are fully ripe, you will be out of the tree. That's what Bhagavad Gita calls it, the aswattha. The upturned tree, Asvatthana, roots up, branches down, and we are all trees. There is one chapter fully dedicated for that in Bhagavad Gita. So, when we are in this level, like quarter, half, three-quarter, The three-quarter ripe can help the half-ripe. That's where even the guru disciple comes in. Maybe one is a little ripe. The other one is still semi, halfway. So that can tell the other one how to stick around and get ripened. Don't jump out of the tree fast. Hmm? Hmm? Nobody will eat you. Hmm? That's where the questions, answers, doubts, hmm? all come. Everybody, even all these Upanishads, hmm, are the product of answering the doubts. The students ask some question, and you get the answers. Even the so-called great masters, teachers, gurus, they never went out to teach. Hmm? Asking for a platform, hmm? and come and listen to me. No. They were there. When the semi-ripe ones come and ask them, they were able to suggest something. This is what I did. If you like, you can also try. They say this, says these things and then leave it to you. They don't force you. You just heard Mataji talking about eh? the, in the Bhakti, Bhakti Yoga hmm? in the 12th chapter. He talks about the qualities eh? and then ultimately he turns round to Arjuna and Arjuna, These are all what I told you. Hmm? Now I leave it to you to think and act the way you want. I don't know how many of you remembered that particular part there. He huh? never forced. Huh? This is what I said, you have to do it. No. No teacher will force you to do. If you force, if he force You, then he is forcing you to mature. It will be a premature one then. It's not a natural growth, organic growth. You inject some chemicals to make it grow faster. Spiritual growth should be very natural. The spiritual guide's duty is to present the fact. If you do this, this will be beneficial. If you do that, it will be hindering to you. I leave it to you to choose. God also does the same thing. God never demands. It was proved in the very beginning itself in Bible. And God told Adam, Adam, it's not good to eat the fruit. When he reached out for the fruit, God didn't do anything. He could have stopped him and Hey, stop it. One little shout was enough. There was no need for any more Bible at all. Then the Rama goes bad. See? He said it. When he didn't want to listen to that, and he started doing something against he said, okay, that's what you want to do it. And face the consequences. That's what the very nature itself. Nature's duty is to be neutral, to present the facts. Like it, take it. Don't like it, leave it. You are not yet ready for it, probably. Because in a way, everybody wants to grow, but then some are not capable enough. Some are some are not eager to grow, so you wait. There is a saying again in Bible: "Ask, it shall be given." Without asking, don't give it. Not that they are asked to be miserly by not giving. They are only told that wait until the person is eager, person is hungry, person is thirsty. Then you quench his thirst. Like physical hunger. There is a spiritual hunger. So the guide or the guru or the teacher should make sure that the person is really hungry. If not, wait. Thanks for listening to this Integral Yoga Multimedia Podcast. We hope you'll subscribe. For more information on Sri Swami Sachidananda and Integral Yoga, please visit us online at IntegralYoga.org.